in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. It's an overreaction Monday, and how about them Cowboys? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, it is an overreaction Monday here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. And, of course, you can see us live on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. Get your overreactions in on today's program. As uh, and this is a this is a prime day for overreactioning because uh, there's there, there's a lot of it to do. There's yeah oh a hundred percent. And I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the football. I went to, took a little trip to Chattanooga. Went to closer to Georgetown. Got my new uh, championship hat. I got took, all my swag. I, I took a little trip too. Uh, it was not necessarily in a car. I will, I will, I'll tell you about that later in the show. <laughs> he went on a little trip to Sleepysville. Uh, uh, yeah, and I actually didn't. That's the yeah. If you've ever really just thought, you yeah, know, that guy's a moron, I'm going to give you a reason to go. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, divisional round is in the books. We got the AFC and the NFC championship games set. Oh, and it went pretty well for me. I won beat the Chief this weekend, three and one on the weekend. It's okay, you're still two games behind me. That's all right. Uh we all The Chief, know. unfortunately, with two rounds to go, has look, been officially eliminated. Look, from after uh, you know, the past few weeks, uh uh you know, a, a squirrel throwing nuts at a board could have hit more games than I did. So Correct. I feel pretty good about my three and one weekend. It all kind of print went pretty much as I expected, except for a few surprises. There was Obviously. one great big surprise for me. Uh, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, we didn't expect that they were going to struggle with Jacksonville, but then we also didn't know that, uh, couldn't foretell that Patrick Mahomes was going to get a high ankle sprain in the middle of that game, and Chad Henney was going to have to come in. That's that's not really specifically the one I was talking about. Then you got the uh, Buffalo Bills that, well... I mean, it snowed, and they acted like the team that doesn't play in the snow. What else? What else was there? Uh, there was a lot. It was a very eventful weekend. It's time for the opening drive here at the Sportsocracy. And it's always brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Check them out at 629 Brevard Road. Yeah, like I said, took a little trip over the mountain this weekend. The Rogue just kind of glides right over the uh, right over the gorge there. Mm, uh, it's a much better trip than it was in my old vehicle. Uh, if you woke up this morning in western North Carolina with snow and ice on the roads, all you got to do, visit our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan because I've had both a Rogue and a Frontier today. And in both, 
I knew I was just fine because I had all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive in both. Brad Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, tell them the two formerly fat guys of the sportsocracy sent you. So did I hit the surprise of the weekend for uh, you? No, the surprise of the weekend is nobody blows an opportunity like the Buffalo Bills. What was that? Mm-hmm. I physically cannot actually wrap my brain around what it is that I saw. And if you're putting this on Josh Allen, I got a bridge to sell you. I'm putting this at the feet of, well, I'll go three people. Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Ken Dorsey. End of message. Repeat the line. That was awful. And what I can't figure out, what exactly were you so scared of? You spend the entire game in zone, which, first of all, in snow, you don't play zone. You learn that like day one of football school, Leslie Frazier. So they're scared of the deep ball. That's what it was. Okay, so you saw how hard it was snowing, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to track a ball in a snowstorm like that 30 yards down the field? There's a reason that Joe Burrow sat back and went, yeah, keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot because I can just <laughs> sit here and get the ball out of my hand instantaneously, r- lather, rinse, repeat, over and over and over again. Leslie Frazier went in with that old uh, that, that old Tampa Bay mindset of just don't let them behind you. Uh, even if they get behind you, you, you realize that the hardest part uh, doesn't matter if you're there or not. Because it's really hard to catch balls deep in, in weather like that. Yeah, not quite the, uh, the, the, the blitz them every down kind of a game plan that you wanted to see from the Buffalo Bills this weekend, Jeremy, and I'm not because gonna, there wasn't a lot of that going on. And I'm not going to lie. I, I finally realized why I have a soft spot for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And so yesterday, as I do, I, I descended from the mountain. And I went to the village porch right there, 41 North Merriman Avenue. Descended from the mountain. He, is, meant, he means walk down I, the hallway. Yeah, I walked downstairs and I went, hey, there's a bar here. I think I'll go in there and have one of them domestic lights. Now, the stupid story I, I was going to tell you, as you, I'm sure, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you can tell that I don't sound exactly how I usually do. Because I've got something bizarre happening with, with above my shoulders. So I've been taking a, a medication that is meant to soothe your throat and things like that. Well, I reached into the box of said medications, and I, and I took out a, 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 a little two-pack, and I opened it, and I consumed it, and I washed it down with some with some water, and I went downstairs to watch the games. Well, about 30 minutes in, I went, full Ralph Wiggum, uh, I'm in danger. I, I don't know what is happening right now, but I'm smelling sounds and tasting colors. <laughs> and that is because what I thought was a soothing throat pill was actually two NyQuil. And I had just <laughs> dumped two domestic lights on top of it. So things were not particularly going my way. Uh-huh. So I was laser focused on not falling asleep. And as I'm looking around, bar is full of Buffalo Bills fans. Guy sitting, a very nice guy sitting right in front of me wearing a Josh Allen jersey, a bunch of Bills hats. And I'm watching the looks on their faces. And it took me about a quarter to go, I know that look. Mm-hmm. I know that look. Mm-hmm. That's a Jets look. Mm-hmm. That's that's my look. You're doing my look <laughs> in blue. And that's why I have the soft spot for them. 
I'm not telling you you're cursed because I don't think at anybody at any point anybody made a deal with the devil like Joe Namath did in 1969. But you might actually be cursed. There is no excuse for how badly that went. Other than you know what, maybe maybe you are just cursed. Mm-hmm. You've got this unbelievable quarterback, two great weapons. I've heard a lot of shade thrown at Gabriel Davis today. That makes no sense to me. Those two receivers are really good. This roster is good. And I walked away from yesterday going, I I don't see how you bring Sean McDermott back. And I know that feels like an overreaction. I get it. Look around the NFL. There's a reason there are exactly zero defensive coaches left. Because at this point, there is not a scheme that you can put together that's going to stop Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon and Hayden Hurst. And I could keep doing this. Mm -hmm. I get it. I did the exact same thing. In fact, my biggest question coming out of that was, should the Buffalo Bills try to go after Sean Payton? I, I, and I think that's probably a – that that might be a step too far. Really? That's a lot of money. And I don't really I necessarily don't, feel I, like you need – I don't think you have to have Sean Payton. I, I do feel like you have to not have Sean McDermott. Yeah, but I feel like Sean Payton is the only option for you – to not face the backlash of I, I don't how think are there we, would be how backlash. are we firing what, what a coach that continues to go to the playoffs? Yes, he can't get poo you. in his pants. Well, he repeatedly goes to the playoffs. This is now four years in a row that this team has lost in the playoffs. And you know what all four of those have in common? Every year it was because of the defense. Mm-hmm. You're a defensive guy. That's why we brought you here. And your defense has piddled in its punch bowl four years in a row. Mm-hmm. And the further Brian Dayball gets away, weird, the the worse that offense looks. If it regresses in the offseason, the way it regressed over the course of this year, they may be the Jets by week one of next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, who am I supposed to put it on? Is it Josh Allen? I don't think Josh Allen calls the plays. No. I don't think Josh Allen can do anything more than what he is directed to do. Because I watched Stephon Diggs absolutely blow the doors off Cam Taylor Britt in the first quarter. Never saw it again. Yeah, it was an errant throw because Josh Allen was running for his life. See, I never saw you do it again. See, that that's what I was that, – that's the thing that I took away from that game was this team needs an offensive line. Well, the line's not good. No. It, it's not good, and that had been a problem over the course of the year. And they got killed on both lines. I mean, they, oh. their offensive line gave up way too much pressure, and the, and, and the, and the defensive line, you couldn't stop the run. No, it Joe was, Mixon it was killed you. Well, it was bad, and the bad thing is that you one time, the the one sack you had on Joe Burrow. Why did it happen? Mm-hmm. Because you put Matt Milano in as a spy on Joe Burrow. Because yeah. you finally figured it out. Of oh, every time we get tremendous pressure off the corner, off the edges, which they did from time to time, all Joe B does is step up in the pocket, get the ball out quickly. If it's not there, he takes off. Well, we I mean we had ridge I don't want to dump too much on the Buffalo Bills here to start because I feel like I, I, I always hate it when that happens. I always hate it when you you know, you you load up on the losers before you talk about the teams that actually won the game. So we'll 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 talk about the losers of this weekend and how to fix those teams coming up in the four o'clock hour. But yeah, it's it, there are a lot of questions that I have about Buffalo, and if I was there, like if I think I'm right there, and the coach is the answer, I don't know that I'm not. I'm not pulling every penny I can together to make the big swing. I, I just, 
I can't figure out how you come back with Sean McDermott, but we'll talk about yep. that in the four o'clock hour. Yep. Um, now I will give you a sweeping declaration of the 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 right side of that game. If the Cincinnati Bengals don't beat themselves with they, which they have not shown a predilection to do, there's nobody left that's going to beat them. Nobody left. Period. If they don't beat themselves, they will lift a Lombardi Trophy three weeks from mm-hmm. right now because there's not a team in the league can beat them. Offensively, I will agree. Offensively, you it, it's it's hard to match that team. So so walk me through this. The three teams we have left have Jalen Hurts, who yes he was good, and and Philadelphia Eagle fans, trust me, I heard you. I, I did. I heard you, and and that's and that's real sweet of you. Um, do you know the last time that an NFL quarterback was pressured that few times in a playoff game? I'll give you a hint. It starts with N mm-hmm. and it ends with ever. Mm-hmm. It's never happened before. <laughs> the fewest pressures against the Buffalo Bills. Really? Against the New York Giants. Or against Philadelphia the New York played Giants. The Giants. Excuse me. Okay. I could have played quarterback for the Eagles against what we saw from the Giants. Okay. So you've got that team, which I would say is probably the most formidable task they would have. Brock Purdy, who looked every bit the seventh round rookie that w- that he is against the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. He did. And Pat Mahomes, who may or may not be able to walk. That's who you're telling me is going to beat the guy that I just watched eviscerate the Buffalo Bills. Well, I think one of those Good luck is, with that. I think one of those is uh is is much closer than you do because look, I get the the, the Jalen Hurts hesitancy, but the rest of that team is so damn good. And I don't know. I, I, I would love to see it. In fact, I think we're on a collision course for it. Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I have a slightly different take. And after the break, I'll tell you what that is. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Welcome to Harvest Farms, where the best organic or natural products are waiting for you where the fields are filled with flavorful delights and every bite is backed with the highest quality and attention. This is a place of affordable organic adventure where freshness reigns supreme that can only be found at Ingalls. Harvest Farms Organics. You'll love what's inside. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And uh, get your comments weighed on in the YouTube chat. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel. That gets you into the chat. Then you can super chat with a little donation to the program here. Colin has done that. At, uh, uh, first off, he says, hadn't done this in a while. So why not? Jeremy and Tank, thank you for being a great, being a, the great content over the last two years. I've been watching you guys. Much love. Thank uh, you. We, we appreciate you greatly. 
And then, oh, play the sound. Oh. I didn't let you play the sound. Oh, you're right. I'm your huckleberry. All right, uh, and now hit it again. I'm your huckleberry. For Gage Camplin. Says, uh, hey, boys, hope you had a good weekend. Don't want to be that guy that said I told you so, but, you know, I kind of told you so. Fly, Eagles, fly. And and I totally hear what you're saying there. I really do. Uh, we're going to call the Super Chats the uh, keep Jeremy from having to eat at Bennigan's while he's in uh, Mobile, Alabama fund. <laughs> I hear what you just said. I, I really do. You ran for 270 yards. They averaged six yards a carry. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. And and here's what I'm going to tell you definitively. You're not going to do that against the San Francisco 49ers. I guarantee it. Because if I'm San Francisco, and I watched every second of this game, I actually had uh, football Farley Brian Haynes sitting right beside <laughs> me and, and watched I bet him. that was a joy. Oh, I watched him spiral into a level of, of sadness that has only been touched a few times. It, whoo, it it was by the end it was not great right i uh, had two uh, great listeners of the program ian and spencer it was very nice to meet them and they got to experience the sadness of brian haynes as well when everything stays on schedule for the philadelphia eagles they're practically unbeatable mm-hmm. if they can run like that and everything goes your way they're tremendously they're a tremendously viable super bowl contender the problem is I'm afraid you're going up against the absolute worst team humanly possible, I would say in the NFL, to get to the Super Bowl. What does Philadelphia do so well? They run. did it, They did it against the, the Giants. Run the ball. They run the ball very well. Jalen Hurts runs the ball very well. Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, on and on and on and on. Because you have an offensive line that is tremendous. They also keep you from passing it because they have two very good corners. I will not say elite. We throw the word elite around way too much. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's real good against the run. And they have linebackers that are otherworldly fast. If you didn't see the play Fred Warner made against CeeDee Lamb, that's pretty much everything you need to know. That 44 running plays uh, a little game script, that ain't going to happen this week. No. And I promise you, D'Amico Ryan's watched this game and went, what would have happened if you just loaded the box and said, well, that's not going to happen today. That's not going to happen today. And we turn it over to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't like your chances doing it that way. And I think San Francisco, if I was an Eagles fan, I would have been the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan on the planet yesterday. And the more I watched that, the more convinced of it I was. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the chat's talking about, we're going to have a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. I, I, I'm here. Again, to tell you, I, I see 49ers Bengals, and I don't really see a way that it's going to be stopped. Okay. All right. So they're going to be able to neutralize the run. Jalen Hurts won't be able to to do it. He won't be able to carry the So team. it's exactly what I said with the Giants. And and I thought Brian Daybowl and, and um, Wink Martindale would be able to get them off script. Well, they didn't do that. Wink Martindale never figured out, hey, you know what? If we keep sending four – they're going to absolutely obliterate us. And there was never a a, a second pitch. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's has one of those. Mm-hmm. I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I watched him do it yesterday because a lot of things did not go San Francisco's way other than, you know, Brett Maher doing that thing he does. <laughs> How 
in the world did you go into that game with him still as your kicker? I, I don't physically understand that, but I wouldn't have carried two either, just for posterity's sake. No. I probably would have just gone, Tristan, this guy, you know, you're, you're, you're the one I you're don't know. Next. You're the one I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter in the end anyway. Look, Philadelphia was fantastic. You also played a New York Giants team that, well, we got a little duped on. Fact or fiction, we got a little duped on this on the Giants. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I said it when we were picking the games on Friday. Uh, I I got duped by this in the national championship game. It's all fun and well and good that you have this little scrappy upstart underdog guy, but Philadelphia is about to smoke them. And, and that's all well and good when you play the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. and Kirkland Cousins, mm-hmm. who just well he does stuff right. But then you get into big boy football. And you play against one of these five teams that we said, I said what in week eight, week nine, you give me the top five teams in the NFL, I'll give you the rest of the field, and I will give you any number you want. Mm-hmm. Weird. Last four teams left, four of those five teams. Only one missing is the Buffalo Bills. Right. Do I see the Philadelphia Eagles being able to control the game like they did against the New York Giants when they faced the San Francisco 49ers? No. 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 But I still have faith in this team, and I'm not. I'm, I just I've lost a little bit of faith in Brock Purdy. Why? I don't know. It's just. I mean, there were times in that game yesterday where he looked like he was lost. He looked like a league average quarterback, which is exactly what he is. Mm-hmm. That's all he has to be. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that you know. I didn't. What went I didn't right think yesterday it, for San Francisco? I didn't think it would matter. But but now I kind of feel like it does after seeing yesterday. Ask yourself this question. What went right for San Francisco yesterday? What went they right? They were absolutely awful offensively. Yeah, Couldn't run. Their leading rusher was Elijah Mitchell, who was at about three and a half yards of carry. That's I mean, bad. I mean, I, mean, I mean, Dak Prescott showed up. That, that went right <laughs> for them. Yeah, and I mean, I, Dak, I walks in, Dak walked in old Dak and uh, went, hey, there he is. There's the guy. But why did he do that? I've heard this all day that, oh, Dak Prescott was what beat the Cowboys. No, what beat the Cowboys was San Francisco 49ers. Because that is a really well-coordinated defense. That is a really smart organization. And what did they do? They baited Dak Prescott. That That's what film study does. I heard Joe Burrow say something, and I don't remember where I heard this. It was somewhere over the course of the weekend. Somebody asked him, why was he so cocky? And he said, because I'm prepared. And as long as you're prepared, it gives you the right to be cocky. Because mm-hmm. I know there is nothing you're going to show me that, I, that I'm that i not ready for. That's what I saw out of San Francisco. You played about as badly offensively as you could ever imagine. And what did you do? Just enough. Mm-hmm. And you got a little bit of a wake-up call. A little bit. Because Dallas hung with you. It was closer than it should have been. Hey, we're beatable. Hey, we're beatable. And I'm going to pound the drum all week long. If I can keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket and they don't beat me running the ball, because that's how this team is built. Mm -hmm. That offensive line is terrifying. But what happens when you get behind? And now I know when they're rolling, they took a two touchdown lead. And I looked at Haynes and went, you're doomed. Mm -hmm. You have no shot of coming back from this. I mean, did you feel the same way? Absolutely. I mean, two possessions into that game, I went, well, this is over. Yeah. Which is also how I felt with Buffalo and Cincinnati yesterday. This is over. But what happens when you can't do that? 
because I'm looking at a, a, a Jalen Hurts who absolutely destroyed the New York Giants. They just steamrolled the Giants. But did you ever look at Jalen Hurts and go, yeah, you're you're the reason this is happening? No. 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 They could literally have let every ounce of air out of that football, and I don't think it would have changed a thing. No. A.J. Brown was an afterthought. Devontae Smith was okay. Dallas Goddard was okay. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, they didn't have, have to. They didn't I have get to. That. So what happens when you do? And if we you look know. back over the course of the season, that hasn't happened very often. And if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm screaming that from the rooftops. Boys, this team has absolutely no experience playing from behind. And if they do, what happens? Because we showed yesterday, when I know what you're going to do, because as soon as Tony Pollard went down, San Francisco knew exactly what was coming. Mm-hmm. Well, I've already shown I can neutralize you if I know what's coming. So all we need is to get a lead, let, let, let Big Rock Brock do what he does, and just play our game. And if we do that, I don't think there's a way for Philadelphia to beat them. Okay. And that's not a shot at Philadelphia. That's how good I think San Francisco is. Right. Yeah. Like I said, the dominant performance against the New York Giants was something that I'd expected. But I'm just I'm le- I'm leaning Philadelphia. That just that just feels like the team that's going to do it to me. Um I don't know. You know me. I'm a, I'm a narrative guy. I'm a momentum guy. And what I saw out of well, San Francisco think, was just survive in advance. Well, look, I think the narrative, you're being a narrative, you're a Disney fairy tale. Uh, Buffalo should have ended that forever. Yeah, but... The, but uh, DeMar Hamlin, everything's happening. It's, 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 we're headed for the fairy tale. And the next thing you know, this game was over six minutes in. Yeah, but they missed the fairy tale by a couple of weeks. And I'll expound on that just a second but uh first let's get just a bit outside boy you must be outside your mind the sportsocracy just a bit outside he tried the corner and missed all right so uh we have a we have a trade in the nba look i know we don't talk much nba we don't we don't talk much basketball this time of season but i do feel like this is this is going to be an interesting move that will bring more attention to the LA Lakers down the stretch of the season. They have just traded two, or excuse me, three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn to the Washington Wizards for Rui Hachimura. And I looked at this and I went, why? Why, why did Washington do that deal? Because to me, I mean, Rui Hachimura is he's he's a pretty good cornerstone piece if he's you use a, him right. He's not a cornerstone piece. He can he's, be. He's a he's a good scorer that couldn't defend the chair I'm sitting in. <laughs> you don't have to play defense in the NBA. We all know that. I feel like he's a better player than maybe what he's been used in oh, no in, doubt. in Washington and this is this is going to give the Lakers a little bit of a boost, a little a little bit of a lean back on when Anthony Davis obviously comes back and then gets hurt immediately. That's fun. That just means that they can come in as the eight seed in the Western Conference playoffs 100%. and lose to my 2023 <laughs> NBA champion Denver Nuggets. And the Nuggies are on a bit of a roll right now. Number one in the West. No big deal. Best team in the NBA. Not really debatable. Yeah, I can't beat Memphis. Last week, you said that Jeff Bezos hadn't put in an offer for the Washington Commanders. Yes, that was the report. Well, there is a report out today that says there might be a reason why. Okay. 
apparently Mr. Bezos has put out some feelers to see if anybody would be interested in buying the Washington Post. Now, Jeff Bezos has $100 billion. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a liquid thing. Apparently, he doesn't want to have both of them. I do not know why. That's not in the report. But he's put out feelers of would somebody buy the Washington Post. And if he can get that deal done, then he would be interested in the Washington Commanders. Which makes all the sense in the world. So he wants to buy the paper and... No, no, no. He already owns the paper. He's trying to sell it. Oh, he's trying to sell it. Which leads me to the question, what exactly is that worth? If you went to buy a newspaper right now, where would you do that? Because I, I, this is I'm genuinely telling you, oh, I you do not like, know. Like at a gas station, like the little do, box on the side of the street. They do they still, still those. load those? Because yeah. every one of those I see has a paper from like oh I don't know 2014. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly cannot tell you. Here's my if somebody walked up to me right now and said, "Do you want to buy the Washington Post?" My response would be, "I have eight dollars." I have $8 that I will give you because that's about what that's worth. What, the entire so organization? The, of the Washington Post? Yeah. yeah. I, where exactly is your money coming from? Uh, you sent me 100 online. links to, you can have subscription to the Washington Post for $1 for the rest of your life. That doesn't seem like a sustainable business model. Ad sales online. That's, that's, that's where that goes. Yeah think that's gonna sustain you at least not for what uh, the rumored asking price is i feel like wapo.com or whatever it is is a pretty popular website Mm, i must uh, i don't know numbers on that i don't either i just if somebody came up to me if if a a note appeared here that said you must find an, an actual tangible paper copy of the washington post or we're gonna slit all the tires on your car (laughs) <laughs> I'd probably just walk out in the parking lot and do it myself and go, yeah, I, there you go, because yeah. I have no idea where I would procure one of those. Gas station is the only one I can think of. Go to the gas station. Do still... you have a copy of the Washington Post and you get somebody with a nose ring that would look at me and go, the hell's the Washington Post? <laughs> well, this is not the post office, sir. The post office is yeah. down the street. They'd pull a big wooden stake out of the ground and go, and write Washington on it. There's your <laughs> Washington Post. <laughs> They think the Washington Post is that big monument in D.C. <laughs> I don't know that Scott Cutchell had a, what I think is a really funny comment, but I don't know who that person is. So this is where my lack of knowledge of uh, current events kind of burns me because I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Taylor Lawrence. I always get afraid Not I'm going to say that name and it's going to be somebody that like has an OnlyFans now or something. <laughs> Even if it is. Hey, who knows? I mean, there could be a story out there that the Washington Post is now only using OnlyFans account holders as uh, their reporters, and we wouldn't now know. If, now, if that came up for sale, I would say that that probably would have a, a, a substantial asking price. Uh-huh. That's a model where I understand where you're making money. Selling newspapers, I'm not so sure I get that. Not so much. Uh, whatever it is, I'm pretty sure he's going to take a bath. It ain't worth near as much as he purchased it for. I, I'll, I'll probably uh, wager. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Make 2023 the year that you change your life and you win that battle with your weight problem. It can happen for you. I, I mean, I've said this time and time again in my life. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to lose the weight. 2022, that was the year for me. 
The Ph.D. weight loss program helped me lose more than 90 pounds last year. Ph.D. is the way to go. Many people in the new year say, new year, new me. The only problem is that they use a lot of the same tendencies, which leads to new year, same you. Sometimes you need a little help, and that's what Ph.D. gives you. They give you plenty of the food. They give you the, all the direction, all the guidance. If it works for a guy like me that was as lazy with my food choices as I was, it will work for you. Ph.D. Weight loss. I lived all of my adult life around the 300-pound mark, and now I'm down around 200 pounds, and I feel infinitely better, as you can imagine. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com today. It's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Yes, the uh, the, the the Buffalo Bills would have been the, the narrative, obviously. That would have been the big tearjerker. DeMar Hamlin almost dies on the field, and then they rally, you know, they circle the wagons, and they come back and win the Super Bowl. But they they miss the opportunity. Like well, they didn't miss I, I anything. Said that. It was taken from them. I said that at the you know at the outset when we were talking about the DeMar Hamlin thing and they in the immediate aftermath of all of that. Like this is the story now. This is now America's story. Everybody wants the Bills to win. It's going to happen. And then they came out and played New England, and they didn't look really good. And Josh Allen continued to turn the ball over and, and, and made me raise doubts. But maybe it was just the backlash. You know, maybe it was just the, 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 the whiplash of that. And then you went out against the Miami Dolphins in the, uh, in, in the wild card round and almost lost to Skylar Thompson. And, Jeremy, you kept saying, oh, but they didn't. Well, I get it. They didn't. But – but the time yesterday had absolutely nothing to do with turnovers. But, that was the argument oh, that I, get I had. It. I get it. Everybody wanted to make the Buffalo issue turnovers. I get it. They didn't. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to rail on Sean McDermott because that game plan was stupid. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know that if you'd had the best game plan known to man that you could have beaten Cincinnati. They came into your house and smacked you around. Mm-hmm. That they did. And I'm just to the point now, of, and I posted this on social media yesterday, and I got a lot of backlash for it. Is it time to say that Josh Allen is this generation's Jim Kelly? Of no. You can get there, but I'm not sure you're ever going to have the pieces around you. I don't think that's fair. Stephon Diggs is out there throwing his helmet around and raising his arms and making a scene on the sideline and is out of the locker room before anybody even gets through the tunnel. I don't think that's fair to Jim Kelly because you can't get there because you haven't gotten there. Well, Jim Kelly didn't get there for quite some time either. Oh, I get that it. took a while. I get it. Josh, Josh Allen has been more successful to this point of his career than Jim Kelly was. I'm just, I feel like your window has been the last three years. And now that contract skyrockets mm-hmm. and, and you've got 
a, just a slew of problems. And you got Jordan Boyer that's a free agent. He can't stay healthy. What do you do? What am I supposed to do with you that? You move on. You got to move on and find somebody who can. And so I guess that's my point. You're going to start losing pieces every year. This is what happens when you sign the big price tag quarterback. Yes. And I'm supposed to think you're going to get better? Really? You never know. You, you, you never You're going to get better with lesser pieces. Hmm. It depends on that doesn't how, make a lot of sense to me. Depends on how well you draft. It depends on whether or not you can find a diamond in the rough out there somewhere. I mean, you got to you got to do all the things that you can do to find the cheap pieces. And that's a really overrated narrative that people put out there. You've got, I would say, six to seven of your your benchmark pieces, and from there you're going to be picking in the mid twenties every year. And I'm not sure Sean McDermott's the right coach. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I have a lot of questions about Ken Dorsey after yesterday. Mm -hmm. And now I would be looking around going, are we ever going to be better than the Cincinnati team? I mean, there's a narrative out there today. And I'll go ahead and tell you, the best quarterback in the NFL right now is who? I think it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. And to me, it's not even close. I don't think anybody's even in his ballpark. But but Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Pat Mahomes has Andy Reid. Joe Burrow has Zach Taylor, who we weren't convinced wasn't a moron until about 15 minutes ago. Right. So, I'm looking at Cincinnati now going, that's what you have to go through every single year. And I don't know that you're ever going to be better than that. Mm -hmm. If you were going to be, this was your shot. And if I was a Buffalo Bill fan, that would absolutely terrify me. And Stephon Diggs' reaction yesterday, that tells me there's way more there than – was that not bizarre to you? You get to a point where you just get tired of getting oh so close and then losing, and it's all and, and, and I it's get been that. The, it's been that case his entire career. You go back to Minnesota. I mean, you were on a team that just couldn't get it done. And then you go to Buffalo, and now it's the same thing over again. I understand the frustration. And but to show not, it that obviously on national television, you have to be a little bit more self-aware than that. I mean, you you try to be. You'd like to be. You you you, you want to play good. You want to be good. Yeah. But I, see, to me, that shows that there's – and maybe I'm reading too much into it. But to me, that shows that there's something that there's something boiling underneath the surface that you're probably going to find out about in, in pretty short order. I mean, to me, it was a it was a guy who was just frustrated with the game plan, and he, that's all well and good. He didn't get his targets. And How often do you see a receiver do that in a mm-hmm. playoff game? I mean, I'll wait. I can think of two, and one of them was Terrell Owens. I get it. It was a little out of the ordinary, but I don't look at Stephon Diggs as a lesser player because of it. No, I don't. A, a and that's who, not what I'm saying. A guy who kind of got his uh, got his emotions got the better of him, and what was already a really tough emotional year, or at least the last few weeks had been. And then you know, I feel like they all they might have came into the game expecting to win. And, and of, well, DeMar's, of course, you came into the game DeMar's, expecting to win. But what I'm saying is, Demar's back in the stadium and all this. No, and, I, I got that. But you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say here. So you got Josh Allen, who's just a special top five in the NFL quarterback. You've got Stephon Diggs, that is a special top five to eight wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it was that obvious two quarters into the game. That, to me, was a star player who knows that 
I'm getting closer to halftime of my career, maybe even to the second half, and I'm looking around going, I don't believe in you. No. I don't believe in Ken Dorsey. I don't believe in Leslie Frazier. I don't believe in Sean McDermott. That's what I saw. You don't have a meltdown like that because you got smoked. That's a, uh-oh, I, I'm in a situation that I don't know how we're going to get out of. Mm-hmm. And as I went down the roster and I looked at what Buffalo has that's that's coming into free agency and, and how this offseason is going to transpire for them, and I'm looking around the AFC going, look at how many good young teams there are. The AFC is going to be a nightmare for the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And I saw a guy to me that, that looked like he was seeing a, a Super Bowl window slam shut. Yeah. And how do you fix it? We'll talk about that in the next hour here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, More reactions to the winners of the divisional weekend coming up after this. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. We are back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Yes, the Buffalo Bills lost, but the Cincinnati Bengals dominated that game. The offensive line played much better than we expected them to do. With- uh, I feel like every Cincinnati Bengal fan that's been in my mentions over the last four months should it should pin an actual apology letter to Jackson Carmen. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna are you gonna lead the charge on that one? I, I mean, I, no, uh, no, 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 I'm no not. you're not. You're not ready for your mea culpa uh, on that. Uh, no, 
the offensive line played the, the, I mean they protected Joe Burrow and even when the pressure got there Joe Burrow was just so mobile with his legs that he was able to hurt them and well, get I mean, away when, and when you get the ball out in two and a half seconds it's really amazing how many things you can do uh, young offensive play callers in the NFL yeah maybe watch that tape and go maybe we should stop with so many seven step drops mm-hmm. maybe just get the ball out it's weird good things happen when you get the ball out quickly weird right in other news water's wet and grass is green i know we put a lot on the coaching of the uh buffalo bills or we have already put a lot on the coaching or lack thereof of the buffalo bills but i mean cincinnati came in and punched them in the mouth and controlled that entire game Mm -hmm. and i did not expect that I, I mean, I'm not me, lying in either. Part of me thought that they would, that they could, you know, pick back up where they left off in the, uh, you know, in the first quarter of that last game and strike first and try to try to hold on to the lead. But I did not expect to see Buffalo just kind of, I don't know if listless is the right or, word. Roll over like a, an old dog next to the radiator because I mean, that's they, what I saw. They just didn't. They did. They just didn't feel like they had that punch. And you got to give a lot of credit to the Cincinnati defense for that. Lou Amaruma. Mm-hmm. That's you want to know who I give credit to because that game plan was masterful. A lot of people have said, "Well, you didn't use Josh Allen's legs in the first half because they didn't give you the option to do that." They did not. It wasn't that he didn't want to; it's that he kept looking up, going, "Uh oh, that will end horribly badly for me." Mm-hmm. I do not understand how that guy hasn't gotten more head coaching interviews. I know he's an older yeah. guy. I, I'm well aware of that. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's like you. It's like you said. If you're looking for, if you're looking for a coach, I don't know that I'm going the defensive route. I'm not. I will never go the defensive route again. I mean, ever. we've said that time and time again. But teams still try to, to to play this game. I mean, even in the last cycle, with the you know Matt Eberflus going to <laughs> Chicago and yeah, look, I need <laughs> I need a break from Chicago. Okay. We just put out the the version five of my latest mock draft, so you can assume how many Chicago Bear fans I've talked to over the last oh I don't know seventy two hours. I need a Chicago break. You want to feel you you, you want to say that it's a you know it's a it's a league of equal opportunity that the defensive coaches can get you there as well, but it's not happening. It's offensive coaches that are getting you there. So I mean, trends are trends. Like I. I think there's some merit to defensive guys. I would love to see guys like Aaron Glenn and D'Amico Ryans and all these guys get get jobs and get a chance. I would too, just not with my team. But I, this, I'm done right, with but defensive this, coaches. You bring me an offensive guy right now. Right. It's a cook. It, it's a copycat league. And if you're a defensive coach right now, you got to be looking at it going, well, the, the defensive coaches are not the ones that are getting there. No. I mean, look around the league. Every team that is on the upswing, save one, and even he, I'm thinking of Dan Campbell here, mm-hmm. even he was an offensive guy. He was a tight ends coach. Right. Every team on the upswing has an offensive coach, except the New York Jets. And weird, they're looking for an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And just an update, I already hate every name that has been said. For the offensive coordinator yes. spot. Some of them more than others, but... but there's there's a lot of uh, i'm not happy with any of them right uh i mean i feel like we got to do a little tip of the cap to to chad henney for coming in and playing pretty well 
when he didn't expect to come in and play in the playoffs. He's fine. He led a 98-yard scoring drive. He's out here doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, old, old, old sling blade himself. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he's that guy. Isaiah Pacheco is a D-O-double-G dog. That one big 35-yard run that he had where he just turned on the Jets, I was blown away. I was like, wow. By, by the way, and I want to address that. Just I, I watched, I've watched every snap of football all weekend long. And one of the things that I wrote on my little list of things I had to get in here, uh, teams that draft running backs in the first round, y- you want to know why I just hammer you every time you do that? Because do you know how many running backs like Isaiah Pacheco there are out there that don't get the time of day in a watch shop? Right. That kid is special. I mean special. And that's why I never. Even B. John Robinson, who I love, he's my number two player in this class. No way. There is no way I would do that in the first round. Are the San Francisco 49ers the team that we think can win a Super Bowl? I mean, yeah, they're in the mix. They're in the mix when you play defense like that. But now I have questions about the offense. I mean, I get Dallas. Look, do you give Dallas credit? Do you give the Dallas defense any credit for yesterday? Because I felt like they played pretty well. They were getting after him. They were making him uncomfortable. Yes, I give the Dallas defense some credit. Okay. I also give the the San Francisco defense a lot of credit of Kyle Shanahan is sitting here looking at Brock Purdy going, do not make a mistake. Mm -hmm. The only way they're beating us is if we turn the ball over. Because I know Dak's going to at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of people are putting more into that offense, that lack of offense from San Francisco. I think you're putting too much into that. Well, look, the San Francisco 49ers—they've been that team all year. They don't mm-hmm. have to score a whole bunch of points. They do just enough to win. They no, they, and, they and play is, within the game script and and move on. And, and this is where I'm at with with their game with Philadelphia this weekend. I get Kyle Shanahan. You get crazy person Nick Sirianni. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's advantage me, and I think it's me by a lot. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. There were four losers from the weekend. Uh, we'll take a look at each of them in the next hour and how we would fix them maybe. Specifically one with a star, which I think that's the one we'll start with. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We are the sportsocracy, the Democratic Republic of Sports. And, well, I mean, the numbers tell us that you love football so we are so that's what we do so we do football yeah we, we football real good we, we <laughs> basketball for about i don't know six weeks out of the year yeah that'll be coming in a few weeks yeah like we'll we'll get there eventually in the you know smattering in 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 betwixt the uh draftmas season oh draftmas tree oh draftmas tree but for the most part, it's all about the NFL because that is where the eyeballs are. You can get in on the chat with us uh, on the YouTube stream. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat. Uh, best comments always get highlighted here. And uh, you take us everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. The winners 
of this weekend, they're getting another week. They're uh, getting another week of pub. Uh, speaking of uh, a winner, uh, a fan of a winner. I'm your huckleberry. Gage Camplin said, never bought the hype, San Fran, and the Eagles will be a slobber knocker game of the year. I don't disagree with you. I think it's got a, all the makings of a, of a great one. Nobody can look at the four teams left and say these aren't the four best teams in the NFL. I, I think you would have to be literally delusional to not think these are the four best teams. I would agree. Which takes you got old, uh, you got one team that they have a star on their helmet, <laughs> and they have got a big old problem. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys losing to the San Francisco 49ers, as as we all expected they would. I mean, it was all cute that you came out and you beat the doors off of Tampa Bay. Worst playoff team in NFL history. Absolutely. Hey, look at you. You you finally came around in my way thinking but, on that. Well, I mean, they, that was proven. It was proven without a shadow of a doubt. Now, you go up against the San Francisco 49ers, and that was going to be a tall mountain to climb anyway. And they gave you every opportunity to win this game. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't win it. And listening to old Jarrah, old, old Jarrah Jones, it sounds like he knows. I don't know if you heard his comments. He sounded like he was going to weep openly. Like he does after every season. I will say, I, I, so I was at Fred Anderson Nissan this morning, and I was talking to Tyler, one of, the, one of the sales managers there. And I did say, I must admit, Dallas Cowboy fans never cease to amaze me. No. Of every single year, Lucy puts the football down, and you, the little ball-headed Charlie Brown, just come sprinting at that thing. Yes, you do. And when it gets just what right out from underneath you, every year you go, well, what happened? Look, there. I've I've said this forever. There are a re, there is a reason that stereotypes exist. Okay, the stereotype in the NFL is that the Dallas Cowboys will get into the playoffs and just fall flat on their faces because they do it each and every year. It's kind of like, you know, Buffalo Bills syndrome. But the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, their fans provide the most entertainment. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the the the, the string of TikToks that I have seen over the last uh, yeah, 18 stop, hours hey, of stop Destroyer TV. on your television. Like, your TV didn't do it, okay? Dak Prescott did it. Jeremy showed me one of a guy who not only uh, took his That's TV so outside, staged. threw the garage, threw it in the driveway, he and then backed ran his it truck over, over it. He did it twice. He, he he even shot the TV out from under the back tire that almost hit his uh, wife's car and caused I, more I, damage, I, which would have been say, funnier. I, I did enjoy the guy. that The story was they made him watch Cowboy games in his kid's room and had this little tiny television that he just popped it right as soon as the game was over. <laughs> like, yeah, that's staged for TikTok. And it worked. I'll give I, you credit. I, I, it worked. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever gotten that mad at an actual oh, game. Oh, I have. Oh, that I would I've, hit the television. Oh, I've 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 broken a thing or seven in my life. I mean, I understood it. I have a scar back in from the day a coffee when table. The, I understood it back in the day when the televisions couldn't be harmed. 
Like when they had the glass tube. Oh, yeah. And you, I mean, I you want to see punch you punch that, that television with the glass tube. 100%. It, that will not go your you way. You can punch that thing. You can punch it. Always punch it on the side because you never hit the glass because you're going to break your hand that way. You could throw uh, Xbox controllers at it and nothing would happen. Oh, I've got a graveyard of PlayStation and Xbox controllers. Yeah, absolutely. But when the soft uh, screen TVs came out, like that's when it went, okay, now this is real. And I'm not going to do this. Like, apparently Dallas Cowboys fans just hate themselves so much. Well, specifically that, their televisions. But now you got to go get another one, dumb dumb. Oh, it's okay. You can buy you can buy a 50-inch flat screen for $300. That's fine if you want to waste money like that. Uh, you'll probably make it off the 80,000 views you got on, on the old TikTok. <laughs> but if you're Dallas, I feel like you have to look at this roster and go, we have one great big problem. Uh, your quarterback. And his name is Dak Prescott. Yes. Do you know what his cap hit is next year? $42 million. You're too low. It's forty nine point one million dollars. That's tw- over twenty one percent of their cap. Mm-hmm. You can't win this way. Because guess who's free agent? Tony Pollard. And I don't know how you keep him. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Because you're paying you're paying Ezekiel Elliott sixteen point seven million dollars. Yep. And he is bad, 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 but bad, bad. I'm not sure I couldn't outrun Ezekiel Elliott at this point. Maybe so. He is brutally bad. And you just look around, this team even drafts well. The Tyler Smith thing, that was a home run. He's been so good. Micah Parsons, there were so many questions about him going into this draft into the draft process. Mm-hmm. And Dallas just goes, you know what? We're good. And now he's probably the best defensive player in the league. Trayvon Diggs, he's not nearly as good as you tell me he is. But he's still good. Steph or uh, Trayvon Diggs is the he is the 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 tricks of the NFL. Okay, it's not nearly as good as you tell me is, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, it's not Captain Crunch by any stretch of the imagination, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It's the Lucky Charms. That's, that's oh, Lucky that's Charms is that's that's the winner. Lucky Charms is the best cereal known to man. It's not even close. Oh, gross. Lucky Charms is awesome. Stop that. Not even close. Anyhow. Do we need to do breakfast cereals next? Is that does that need? We to be already the did that draft? once, did we? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, we've done so many of the daily drafts. Uh, by the way, stock up, stock down will be coming at the top of the next hour. The question becomes: How do you fix the Dallas Cowboys? And and the answer to me is: You can't. This is who you are. This is who you've been, and this is who you're going to continue to be. Because I don't really know that coaching was the answer yesterday. I mean, you, you can only go so far, right? Do you do do you blame that loss on Mike McCarthy? Not really, to a point. I mean, I feel like you had some schematic problems going into this game. Namely, I cannot figure out how anybody with an IQ above salad dressing doesn't look at Donny Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and go, "Hey, one of you should get a lot of touches, and one of you." should sit next to the water cooler and protect it. And that does not seem to be a common way of thinking in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But is that a Kellen Moore issue? Maybe. Uh, but then I look around at this team and just go, okay, so what am I supposed to do? My number two receiver had as many catches yesterday as I did. Mm-hmm. you got C.D. Lamb, and he's special. I mean, there's no doubt C.D. Lamb is a special wide receiver in this league. 
What else do you have? It's a lot of Noah Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Cavante Turpin. That's not scaring anybody. And now Dalton Schultz is a free agent, who, and I feel like he's the safety blanket. So do you just keep throwing bad money to, to be this, to be 11-6, and 12-5, and five and get beat in the playoffs? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys are the living embodiment of why I say you're either great or you're in purgatory. And I, I don't see how it gets any better. You're going to get bled every single year. This year, you're either going to lose Dalton Schultz or you're going to lose Tony Pollard. There's almost no way around it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that every single year as long as Dak Prescott's making $50 million. He's not a $50 million quarterback. That's the problem. And I say this routinely with quarterbacks. There are only a handful of guys that are worth that much money. And their names are Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Pretty much end of message, repeat the line. I mean, there are a few others in there, but not many. And when you give that money to Dak Prescott, what do you expect? Of course your deficiencies are going to show up in games like this. Of course it's going to show that you're playing position players that should be playing in the XFL because you're paying a $25 million quarterback $50 million. And I've heard the, well, they should be making calls. Who on God's green earth do you think would take Dak Prescott right now? Who? Matthew Hoffman in the comments said, uh, maybe maybe Tampa would take him, would take Dak Prescott. With what money? Oh, I was about to say, Tampa Bay would have to probably sell the stadium to make that work because they're right. killed over the cap. I get how we live in, you know, so many of us, and this is not a shot at Matthew, I, I just see this so much in all of the chats and I, I've heard this on national radio shows today. Right. We live in this, like, Madden world where we can just trade players willy-nilly and it doesn't matter. And the as dead long cap as, doesn't mean anything. Do right. you know what his dead cap hit would be even if you found somebody to take him? 75 you're too low it's 89 million dollars holy smokes yeah there's no way around that all right let's say you found somebody that thought Dak prescott was the solution and they'd give you four first round picks for him it's a almost a 90 million dollar dead cap charge mm-hmm. all those players i just talked about well maybe you'll lose them all yeah every you, single one of them. yeah you don't have an option so now it's, rid of you have to figure out how to build this team around him mm-hmm. and i'm not sure there's a way to do it you only get so many draft picks. You only have so much talent. And this team has crushed the first round of the draft. I mean, their last four are, in no particular order, Tyler Smith, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. You name me a team in the NFL that's done better in the first round than that. Now, have you been killing the second day? No. No, you haven't. Uh, and a lot of your, your later round picks have not been great. But you're killing the picks that you can't miss. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. But then you get up against San Francisco, who finds guys like Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner, and of course they're deeper than you. They can sustain a terrible offensive day, which I think Dallas had a role in. I don't think they were the predominant. A lot of it was just San Francisco was out of sync. Right. But you can't withstand it. And so now you're at this point of, okay, where do we go from here? There's nowhere to go. I don't care how desperate Jerry Jones is. Is he, is he going to fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Sean Payton? I I can't really say this emphatically enough. Who cares? I don't care if you do. It's not going to turn Dak Prescott into Joe Burrow. That's not who he is. 
But with this roster, that's who we would have to be for you to be better than San Francisco or Philadelphia. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So every single year, you're going to keep doing this. And it's just, and I got news for you. There are quarterbacks in this exact same vein. Jalen Hurts that were getting ready to do the exact same thing. Right. And if you make the same mistake that Dallas did, don't be shocked when you're living in the same boat that they are. Lamar in that category? Too? Yes. Yep. Definitively. I, I, I kind of agree. I, I still want to believe that he's got the Super Bowl magic inside of him, but I really don't know if to a tongue of Iloa, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are a lot of these guys. If if you want to throw money at it, that's fine, but you're not going to like how it goes. Mm-hmm. But because you're we're in a golden age of quarterbacks. I mean, name me the last time you had a Pat Mahomes and a Joe Burrow in the same league at the same time. I mean, this is back to Brady and Manning. That's what I was going to say. That was 10 years ago when they were at their peak. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if you're the Dallas Cowboys to find a way to get over the fact that you're paying a mediocre I've heard him compared to Kirk Cousins all day. Dak Prescott would kill to be Kirk Cousins. I don't even think he's in that ballpark. I put him somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. He's propped up by the fact CeeDee Lamb is a dog. Take CeeDee Lamb off that team. Who do you have now? Uh, he looks very Daniel Jonesy to me. Speaking of that, that's the next team we have to fix. Because for Dallas, I don't think there is a fix. I don't either. For the Giants, there there is one. Mm-hmm. You're in the sportsocracy. We'll tell you what it is coming up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. With the divisional round in the books, we're focusing on how to fix the losers from this past weekend. And no fix for the Dallas Cowboys because well, I mean, well, you're, you you're can, hampered. Well, I mean, you can cut Zeke. You can do some things to, to move the money around. The problem is that it's still not going to get you where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Because you've got this one great big lump sum that there's absolutely nothing you can do about. Now. Of the losers of the weekend, nobody loses like the New York Giants. Because, holy smokes, that was over in five minutes. Yep. It was very clear. I don't clear. think I've ever seen a playoff game where two drives in, I went, oh, this is over. Mm-hmm. It was very clear. Well, I mean, the Tampa Bay-Dallas game. 
Well, that was over before it ever kicked off. <laughs> and the New York Giants, though, I mean, like I said, it was a fun story while it lasted, but they got steamrolled by the Philadelphia Eagles. And the question becomes, how do you fix it? How do you how do you move forward? Look, this was already a, uh, you know, have your cake and eat it too kind of a year for the New York Giants. When they got out to the 5-2 and two start, we said, okay, season over. You could end the season today, and it's been a successful season. Because there were so many of us that did not believe that the Giants could win five games all year. And then they ended up going on a bit of a losing streak. And they came back at the end of the season, clinched a playoff spot, made it in, won the first round game against Minnesota. But at some point, the cream rises to the top, to quote the Macho Man. And and, and we got duped by the Giants a little bit. Uh, I mean, we fell for the, well, they're so well coached and they stay within themselves. And, and they do until they're down 14. And now the better defense knows exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And now you see the deficiencies of Daniel Jones. I don't know that there is a more interesting topic over the course of this offseason than what exactly do you do with Daniel Jones? You give him a medium-sized contract of $25 million. But here's my question. Is he taking that? You come to Daniel Jones he's not, three years no for 25 my nose. So you come to Daniel Jones with three years for $25 million a, a year. Mm-hmm. So 75 total, 45 to 50 guaranteed. Yeah. Is he telling you to pound sand? I don't think I care. If he does, then what do you do? Then I'd go find somebody. I mean, because you're mean, picking in the middle 20s, so it's not mm-hmm. exactly like uh, there's not going to be a quarterback land in your lab. Uh, by the way, Anthony I'm, Richardson. I'm, he ain't going to be there. He ain't be there. I'm not sure he gets out of the top ten. Really? I got a little, just a little birdie. A little, little, little hashtag birds aren't real. Might have swooped down and told me there's a team in the top ten that really loves Anthony Richards. Jaron Hall. Uh, Jaron Hall's not a first round pick. I don't I think, look. It, He's not a starting I'm quarterback a, in this league. I'm on. I'm. A, I'm gonna do what I have to do. But I'm not overpaying. I'm not putting myself in the same position that the Dallas Cowboys are in. I'm not signing a long-term deal that's going to hamstring my team for a for a guy that I know is not the guy. Deep down in your hearts, you know he's not the guy. If you can't work out a deal with Saquon Barkley and with Daniel Jones, who do you franchise? Saquon. I think it's Saquon, and I don't even think about it twice. Yeah. I don't think I even think about it twice. No, I'm uh, I'm not going out make, of my way to keep Daniel Jones. I, I just, there's so many limitations. I mean, and look, in the right game script, there's this misnomer that that in the NFL, there are great quarterbacks and then there are guys that should be stocking shelves at Home Depot. That's not the case. In Mm -hmm. the right scenario, practically anybody can work. And I'm wondering if what you saw out of Daniel Jones this year was fool's gold. They play a really weak schedule. He's not asked to do much. I mean, this is a guy that played every game, every game till the finale that he sat, mm-hmm. and he threw for thirty two hundred yards the entire year. Does that not kind of tell you where Brian Dable views this guy? Absolutely. I'm not. He's he's not the focal point of my team. Does he help us win games? Sure, with the right game plan, he can help us win some games. But that's going to come back to me in the game plan that I put that I put forth. 
can I can I recognize where to call those uh, you know those little draws that extend to drive and just the little things that Daniel has done this year. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He, he's, he's not a bad player. He has he's proved. enough of a threat with his feet that in the right game script he can be a starting yes. quarterback in the league, and he's yes. very smart. He has proved this year that he can be okay. I mean, this kid's got a degree from Duke, so he's pretty bright kid. That's, but he's so limited arm talent wise. But that's Jared Garf to me. I, I'm not saying talent wise. I'm saying that's his station in life. Uh, Daniel Jones is a more mobile version of Jared Goff. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But now the question is can you put weapons around him? Can, can, do you go out in free agency or out in the draft and go add targets? And, and does that all of a sudden make him. Is what he was this year what he is, or do you revert back to the previous three years? The, 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 because the previous three years, it didn't matter who was around him. The former radio host that I used to work with, Pete Callender on 570 WWNC, he always had a saying, is the juice worth the squeeze? Look, you know, sometimes lemons are good, but I can't, you know, if, if I can't get enough juice out of that lemon, why bother squeezing it at all? And to me, that's what Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones is that quarterback that you go to and go, look, we, we like having you in the building. We can game plan with you. We can win some games. But you're not you, – but this is your offer. Like, this is the best we can do. And either he and understands – And for me, that's $25 million a year. Absolutely. Uh, that's the ceiling for me. And either he understands or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, fine. Good luck. We'll see you later. You go find that deal somewhere down in Atlanta with uh, with Arthur Smith, or I don't I don't care where you go. You can go be the replacement to Ryan Tannehill in uh, in Tennessee. I actually don't hate that. For being really honest, I don't feel like either of those would be bad places for him to land. And if they want to pay him thirty thirty five million dollars, fine. I feel like Tennessee just learned a lesson of playing, paying a lot of money to a mediocre quarterback. 100%. Probably not going to do that again. 100%. We learned this lesson year in and year out. You just got to ask yourself, is, it, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? If you went back to Minnesota, you talk about players getting the big contracts. If you went back to Minnesota today, said, would you give them, would you give the $80 million, which was crazy money at the time deal to Kirk cousins, or would you not? I feel like they would, they would do it again. Do you disagree? They've been more relevant with Kirk cousins than they, than they were in the last 30 years of their franchise. And I could argue that the furthest you ever got was with case Keenum. So, is it because of Kirk Cousins or is it because of the culture? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's chicken egg. I, I don't know. I'm looking at the Giants going, you're, you're in a window because you're not paying ridiculous money to hardly anybody. Uh, you've still got Andrew Thomas on a rookie deal. You've still got Dexter Lawrence on a rookie deal. I mean, yeah, you're paying Kenny. The second highest paid player on this team is Kenny Galt. <laughs> Every time I see that, that still serves to be funny to me. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of caps. I wanted to say they're fourth or fifth in the NFL in cap space. I'm not sure I'm doing this with Daniel Jones. I, I, I And look, I, I get – so Daniel Jones went out for a play in, in this game, and Tyrod Taylor comes in. Mm-hmm. And I spent the rest of the game going, is this offense really that much different with Tyrod Taylor than it is with Daniel Jones? Because I don't think it is. No. And I can put a lot 
around somebody like Tyrod Taylor. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's who it has to be. Mm-hmm. Just somebody like that. I need to And if Brian Dable got that much out of Daniel Jones, what would he get out? And I'm, you're going to tell me I'm nuts when I say this. There is one name that I cannot stop landing on with the New York Giants. Okay. And it's a guy that's already played in that stadium once, and he was wearing the other team's colors. And now he plays here in, in Sam Darnold. I can't stop doing it. Really? If you told me I could give a three-year deal for $75 million to Daniel Jones, or I could give an incentive-laden $45 million deal to Sam Darnold for the same amount of time, I think I'm going to do the latter and not the former. Hmm. Because I have to be looking at Brian Dayball going, this kid looked like he didn't belong in this league for three years. And you turned him into the highest, the eighth highest rated quarterback in this league. Yep. What would you do with a legitimate talent? Nobody thought Daniel Jones was this talented coming out. And so you take somebody that's never had that talent. That line's good. I think Evan Neal's going to be fine. You need to work on the interior because it's getting older and they got annihilated by the Eagles. But I mean, I got one of the best left tackles in the league. I need some weapons, but I like Wandell Robinson. He's coming back next year. Sterling Shepard, before he gets hurt five games into the season, because that's what he does. I get you a one. I'm not sure that's not where I'm going. Okay. The answer is not paying Daniel Jones. It's it's not it's not paying him generational money that you're stuck in. Absolutely. Or you're going to be in the exact same boat that the Dallas Cowboys are. And I don't think they'll. I I, I don't even think that's being considered at the moment and walt in our youtube comment said the giants have already said they're going to look for extensions to to uh uh, saquon and daniel jones but you're leaving out a very important part of that at the right number which they emphatically said of yes we want them both to come back and to me there's a possibility that number is not even as high as what we're saying they could be at 20 million and I just, I'm not sure Daniel Jones is going to do that. Mm-hmm. He has to strike while the iron's hot. This may be the only deal he ever gets. As, all right, I'll, I'll give you a hypothetical. Let's say he goes to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Because he is a reasonably decent fit with, with Arthur Smith. If he goes to Atlanta and falls on his face, you're done. You're a $5 million backup quarterback for the rest of your career. Yes. So there is a possibility that he has to look at what's best for me and somebody does something stupid because there's more open quarterback spots than there are quarterbacks to fill them. That's the reason that Anthony Richardson and Tanner McKee are going to go in the first round. But again, what's best for me? Do I stick with a team where I know that I have a relationship with the coach? They they can, I don't know that they like me, but they can tolerate me, and they're willing to they're they're willing to keep doing this with me. For meager money, or do I try to chase a bag somewhere with a bad team? Eh, I think I would stay where I'm at. But that's just me. I mean, because I don't think he's getting that generational money, I don't, even if he hits the open market. Is Atlanta and Tennessee or who, or Tampa Bay or whoever going to get into a bidding war for Daniel Jones' uh, services? All right, so take the teams that will be – searching for a free agent quarterback because they're not in a position to draft one. Who would you rather pay? 24, 25-year-old Daniel Jones or 31-year-old Jimmy Garoppolo? Who cannot stay healthy? It would be Daniel. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so you do this, 
Geno Smith, 32-year-old Geno Smith or Daniel Jones? Which one are you paying? Because for me, it's Daniel Jones is not even close. One of them's seven years younger than the other. Okay. And if that is the case, then I'll let him go. And Seattle wants to give him money? As Brian Dable, I I could probably get the same out of Geno Smith that uh, Pete Carroll just did. Yeah. That's the reason that I brought that up is that there is a path that you get all of these guys that go to the market. They all see money that they weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. And and now three years from now, we could be looking at five teams that have just God awful contracts on their books. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1400. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Welcome to Harvest Farms, where the best organic or natural products are waiting for you, where the fields are filled with flavorful delights, and every bite is backed with the highest quality and attention. This is a place of affordable organic adventure, where freshness reigns supreme, that can only be found at Ingalls. Harvest Farms Organics. You'll love what's inside. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And it is uh, it's time for some weird news, and we're going to go down to Florida, because we always do. I feel like we always have to have a Florida story somewhere on this show, and... Decided to do this one for the uh, weird story today because it's not often that you find a a burglar who does nothing to disguise himself when he breaks into an establishment with security cameras. Uh, he he it's he, a red flag number one. Yeah he he puts on a uh, he puts on a uh, some swag of the place that he broke into to parade around said establishment. And this happened at a Joe's Crab Shack down in Fort Myers, Florida. Fort Myers police, they are looking for this guy. Put the APB out, all the footage, or all the still pictures from the uh, surveillance footage. He he breaks in through a tiny window, squeezes into the restaurant after hours, goes up to the merch stand, puts a Joe's Crab Shack hat on, and then just starts wandering around the place. And then he starts, of course, Stealing things. He stole lots of liquor out of their bar. As you do. As you do. Uh, And then 
I, I don't know if he's got a grudge against Joe's Crab Shack or maybe he used to work there and wanted to send a particular message, but he left another little surprise right in the middle of the floor. He didn't poo. He did. He pooed. He did. He dropped trowel right there and uh, just decided up oh, grumper right in the middle of the floor. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a bold strategy. He's leaving his calling card. It is the Pooh Bandit. And they are all the uh, Florida Crime Stoppers, Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers, has the APB out on uh, Pooh Man. <laughs> that, that sounds like somebody with a vendetta. That's 100% somebody with a van, vendetta. I can't imagine that's just some random occurrence. Like, this is somebody who goes, you know what? You know what doesn't belong in Florida? Joe's Crab Shacks. Like, we have enough restaurants down here. I don't need some nasty chain restaurant in Florida. First of all, Joe's Crab Shack, very good. Yeah. Second of all, though? second of all, that sounds like somebody that got crabs from Joe's. My story's from Charleston, West Virginia. If you, like me, are a West Virginia individual, you have probably heard of the Dairy Winkle. It's a very popular, it's a restaurant. Uh, it's in Campbell's Creek. The Dairy Winkle. The Dairy Winkle. Is this uh, like a Dairy Queen? It, it's it's almost like a hot dog king. That's the best way I could equate it okay. to here. But they serve ice cream. Uh, yes, they have ice cream. They have hot dogs. They have a lot of things. And they also have the Wiener Man. The Wiener Man is a statue that is, there's one outside and there's one in the restaurant. And it's a hot dog. And it's a great big hot dog. And it has a face. And the hot dog has, uh, in one hand, a bottle of mustard. And in the other hand, he has a bottle of ketchup. And the bottle of ketchup is over his head, and he is dousing himself with the ketchup. I personally always thought this was a kind of cannibalistic statue, but it, it, it's, it's popular in West Virginia. Well, on January the 11th, the Dairy Winkle caught on fire. Unfortunately, you know, some damage was done. The owner says he hopes to reopen later in the year. But after the fire, obviously it was a crime scene because they didn't know if it was an arson or if it was just an accidental fire or whatever the case may be. Well, at some point during the investigation, somebody stole the wiener man and he had been missing for 10 days. Uh huh. Well, now, thanks to a tip, an anonymous tip, detectives were led to a spot where the statue was found in a field undamaged. And now the Wiener Man has been returned to the Dairy Winkle. Oh, thank goodness. If if you've ever been to West Virginia, you know that is the most West Virginia story that I could possibly have told. The Wiener Man. Uh, absolutely. There's somebody there thought the Wiener Man was worth some form of money, and then they realized, oh, no way, it's just a statue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, on the, and on the pawn market, I would get... 14 u.s dollars for this why do i feel like you told this story just so you could say wiener man what are you a cop it is the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, and a big winner from the weekend was the san francisco 49ers also the cincinnati Bengals. i feel like we should start with the Bengals here or excuse me and overdoing losers so i was about to say it'd be tough to stay it would be tough to start with the Bengals because they won let's go the other way let's do the uh, (laughs) let's do the 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 buffalo bills here because how do you fix it and i really don't know the answer to that because short of firing the coaching staff 
what else can be done to this roster? You have all the pieces in place. Mm, I don't know that I agree with that. Really? The Except Von Miller, for an offensive line. The Von Miller injury completely changed the defense because now you had a lot of – and that's where I overvalued Buffalo. I thought with all the injuries on Cincinnati's line that Boogie Basham and Greg Russo and Ed Oliver and – I just thought they would live in the backfield. Well, they didn't because there's nobody that genuinely you're all that worried about. Mm-hmm. And Jackson Carmen dominated practically all of them. There's a phrase I never thought I would say on this show, ever. He played very, very well. He, he did. He, he did. I, I feel like Buffalo needs a number one corner. Because Tredavious White, I, I mean, you play like one at times, but you have not looked the same coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's debatable. And I, I'm looking at Jordan Poyer. Injuries killed this team because this team's pretty old. And the more down the roster I go, yeah, you're really good on the high side, but you're really thin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that showed itself. And now, have you seen how many players are free agents on this team? I have not. Uh, Jordan Poyer is one. Mm-hmm. And I I don't actively know what I would do with that. I mean, he's very good when he's on the field. The problem is he hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds, same thing. I mean, am I paying you top of the market money no no roger saffold you were supposed to fix the line Hell, i could argue you were the worst part of the line and, and so you go down this rabbit hole and go all right brandon bain has gotten a lot of credit for building this roster how much of it did he actually do himself i mean he drafted josh allen mm-hmm. and he traded up to get josh allen mm-hmm. but was that really more of a happy accident you didn't have a shot at Baker Mayfield. You didn't have a shot at, at Sam Darnold. And everybody avoided Josh Rosen like he was on fire. Mm-hmm. So you really just went to get the quarterback that was in the, the trajectory where you could get to. Outside of that, what has he really done? I mean, he drafted Gabriel Davis, who I like. I think he's a legitimate two in this league. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's a lot of misses. It's a lot of Tremaine Edmonds. Your good is good, and your bad is really bad. Well, and he brought in Stephon Diggs, right? I mean, he he gave up a first round pick for a wide receiver. I, I mean, I'm, but but it changed your team. I, I, mean, I don't disagree with that, but I mean, any idiot playing Madden could do the exact same thing. It's not like he found Stephon Diggs as a fifth round rookie. No, no, he saw what Stephon Diggs was and went, "I need that for my rookie quarterback." Absolutely, that's what any GM would do. And so, as I'm looking around, I'm all right. Now you're at that point where. You really have to start nailing these draft picks. And I'm not so sure that I feel confident you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I really felt like I was watching Buffalo get askewed away. And I'm looking at this roster build going, this is not the one that's going to do it. Because every single year you're going to come up against a Cincinnati or a Kansas City and they find these guys. You don't seem to be doing that. And this look, the roster's good. Mm-hmm. But now that you're kicking into that Josh Allen deal, the roster's going to atrophy every single year. I can't say it about Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts and not say it about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I know I can fix, the one thing I know I can control, is the coaching staff. And I guess you're going to get some blowback, but is it not worth it? I mean, is are we not at a point with Sean McDermott and company 
where we can go, these guys are great, but they're just not getting us over the hump. So now it's time to invest. And you take all that Pagula money and you go out and you you throw you're drunk dirty on money the Sean at Payton. Sean Payton. You're not going to do it. Why? Just, you can say it till the cows come. They're not, not going to do it. Because it would fly in the face of everything Beth Buffalo has ever done as a franchise. It's just not going to happen. shouldn't it? That's my point. Shouldn't it, though? At, at, at first some of all, point, okay, you got to go, all, I can't I'm just keep gonna, doing the same thing. Sean Payton can't fix everything in the NFL. All right? I, I, I am so tired of this narrative that Sean Payton's like the best coach in the league. No, he's not. He's good. He's the best he's guy very you can good. get. He also had Drew Brees for 10 years mm-hmm. and won exactly one Super Bowl and never really got all that close again. So it just maybe calm down on this. Let's go give $25 million to Sean Payton. He's not Andy Reid. He's just not. You can spend it any way you want to. That's not who this is. Mm-hmm. To me, I would like to have an offensive guy. You're not going to do it. Buffalo is – It's. I heard Colin Cowherd say this earlier – this is a blue-collar community that if you didn't just absolutely crush this, they would turn on you. Because Sean McDermott got us to heights that nobody other than Marvel if he's ever gotten us to. Mm-hmm. They're very loyal. It's just it's the way it is. When Asheville Police Chief David Zach is here on Friday, I will ask him this very same question. I promise you what he says back to you will be exactly what I just said. Mm-hmm. So stop with the Sean Payton thing. You've got to find a way to fix this roster. Because that offensive line is a is, is bad, 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 but bad, bad. I agree. When you get Von Miller back, I think that fixes the defensive line. You've got the pieces. You have more free agent decisions than probably any team in the NFL. Uh, and Walt in our YouTube comments said, draft B. John Robinson. If he falls in your lap, I don't disagree. I can't trade up for a running back. I've already got Devin Singletary. I've already got James Cook. I invested uh, a, a late-round pick in nine mines. I mean, how? at what point am I going to look at this and go, it's not the running backs. No. It's what i'm putting in front of them. right it's the it, it's it, it's I, either I would one love Bichon there. it's either one the game plan or it's the <laughs> lack of talent on the offensive line that keeps you from game planning for the running backs because they just don't use them and, and i would love Bichon there the problem is that you would have to trade up to get in front of the la chargers and i i, I don't like what that's going to cost that's probably going to be an extra day two pick and probably another pick down the line that th- those are valuable assets that i need if he fell in my lap all more power to you Mm -hmm. i'm not averse to that at all and i think he would be very dynamic you got to fix this line because we've always looked at this as josh allen runs a lot because that's who he is Uh, maybe josh allen runs a lot because josh allen gets run out of the pocket a lot and josh allen turns the ball over a lot because he runs more than practically any quarterback Mm -hmm. in the nfl Mm -hmm. well he outside of lamar jackson and jalen hurts yeah but they also have that you know, stretch the field game plan as well, where he holds on to the ball because he's waiting for the play to develop, and then by the time that happens, the the the, the pressure is already on you, and so you got to move around. You got to create plays with your legs. And, and Tyler Cunningham, I, I think he hit exactly where I'm at here. He's our NFC South uh, uh, scouting guru. Uh, draft O line, draft corners, draft O line, draft corners, lather rinse repeat you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. 
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa. Lisa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Another two-win night with the NFL picks last week because nobody circles the wagons like the... Oh, nobody squanders an opportunity like the Buffalo Bills. Tonight, full slate in the NBA, couple games in college basketball. First, Baylor is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Kansas. The Jayhawks got smoked over the weekend by 23 against TCU at home. This is a quick turnaround, and they're coming up against a Baylor team that needs this win as badly as they do. That's a recipe for disaster, and rock chalk Jayhawk gets rocked again. Give me the Bears, minus two and a half. Duke's a two-point dog at Virginia Tech. You're kidding me, right? Look, I understand this season hasn't exactly started how the Devils would want it to, but they did just get a win over a far superior Miami team to this Virginia Tech squad that's 1-7 in ACC play. Duke only has one true road win on the season. That was a one-point squeaker against terrible Boston College. Their three losses, NC State, Clemson, and Wake Forest. That's not exactly a trend. Give me Duke as a rare money-line dog to win outright. In the NBA... The Chicago Bulls are a one-point favorite tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Everything seems to be clicking for the Bulls at the moment, and they've covered four spreads in their last five with Atlanta. They're 6-2 and against the spread in their last eight. And let's face it, the Hawks are not a great shooting team. I know they had a couple games last week that were better than average. This is still not a good team. Give me the Bulls minus the one. And finally, the Memphis Grizzlies are a one-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at the Sacramento Kings over under 246-and-a-half. I don't understand this total at all. Memphis with Jaron Jackson is one of the best defensive teams in the league. Last three times these two teams have played, they've never gone over 235. This is my achy-breaky, no-mistakey of the night. Under the 246-and-a-half, the Grizzlies coming off Well, two heartbreakers and one altercation with Shannon Sharp. This is a game they need. Give me the Grizzlies, minus one and a half. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, we're brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Mull it out. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. 
He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 up in Haywood County. And, of course, you can hear the Sportsocracy everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. And it's absolutely free to download to your phone. You can also see us on YouTube, live from the Ingalls studio, always. You can also go back through the channel, find the mock draft that went out Friday, and if you're going to tell me uh, obscenities, just make sure you spell them right. Like, <laughs> it's never two case. All right. Ever. That's it's, right. It's never right. That's right. You can get all of our videos live or on demand on the YouTube stream. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It's been a fun chat today, and uh, we encourage everybody. Very lively, like, which we're a big yeah. fan of. We encourage everybody to get in on the chat. It's the best way to get in touch with us immediately here in the Ingles studio. As we do at the top of the uh, 5 o'clock hour each and every day. It's daily draft time, and it's always on a Monday. Stock up, stock down from the weekend. I'll take the first pick today. Stock up, stock down. Biggest one of the weekend. I don't think there's another choice for number one but stock down for the buffalo bills i mean it's same old bills as more as much as things change the no, no, more no, no. they stay no no, the no, same. no no don't you do that same old is a jets thing all right buffalo you can be us in blue you cannot have same old jets that is ours no oh, excuse me you do not even begin to know the depths of sadness that we have. Nobody okay. understands status quo like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the drain like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. <laughs> there you Bills. go. Uh, it was just, it was one of those things that you went, you had all the momentum or should have had all of the momentum going into this weekend. I get, yes, hats off to the Cincinnati Bengals for having the game, the, the winning game plan, but you obviously have problems. You obviously have problems that are not going to get you over the hump. You haven't been able to do it against the Cincinnati Bengals. You haven't been able to do it against the Kansas City Chiefs. And now there's serious questions, as there were last year, as there were the year before that. At some point, you think the Buffalo Bills are going to break through that glass ceiling, but they never do. They always disappoint you in the end. It's now the second year in a row that you were the favorite to make the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And you came up just short. I get it wasn't the turnovers, Jeremy. You kept, uh, I kept giving you, Josh Allen turns the ball over way too much to win. I did not see this coming. I did not see what happened this past weekend coming where the Cincinnati Bengals were going to come in and punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly what happened. You got, you got uh, stood up to as the you were the bully in the schoolyard and you got yours this weekend maybe the cincinnati bengals are just maybe they're just different maybe they're just better well i mean joe burrow is special and when you mm -hmm. pair joe burrow with jamar chase and t Hick and just all of the weapons that team it and i haven't had the chance to go back through the through the the tape i was i was battling a uh 
NyQuil domestic light induced haze that I accidentally put myself in. Be be very careful when you take medicines that you know what you're actually taking. Exactly. Um, so I haven't had the chance to go back through the tape, but I will tell you, as I've watched Cincinnati over the course of the year, I'm not really sure how you're supposed to deal with them. Because what Joe Burrow figured out is just get the ball out. I mean, no matter what metric, no matter what time frame, any of it, he gets the ball out so fast that pass rush, yeah, he gets hit a lot, but it doesn't really seem to affect him all that much. And and I'll be honest with you, I completely missed that. I thought Buffalo was going to live in the backfield. I thought Jackson Carmen was going to be a turnstile. That was all wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that my, my biggest winner of the weekend, my biggest stock up, is all the Bengals you don't ever talk about. We all know how good Joe Burrow is. We all know how good Jamar Chase is. Mm-hmm. And, and they were the catalyst of what happened yesterday. But the reason that this game was an absolute boat racing is because Jackson Carmen, this lightly used guard that did play tackle in, in college, comes in and is just an absolute beast on the outside. And Samaje Piran staying in as the 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 the, the back that's blocking on it's all kinds of things like that joe asai who nobody ever talks about he's playing defensive tackle there's a kid that by the way i thought was a stand-up linebacker Mm -hmm. so it's not an exact science those are the ones that i looked at and went that's where nobody that's where everybody missed this with with cincinnati they have hit on so many of these guys that you don't ever talk about and what we want to talk about is how bad eli apple is i get it and, and yes, that could burn you at some point. As it does all the time. I, I don't think it's going to burn you this year. I, I'm looking at Cincinnati going, I'm not sure how anybody's supposed to beat them. And, and if and if Sweet Lou, the defensive coordinator, doesn't get a head coaching job this year, and look, I know I'm the one saying never hire a defensive guy. That, that guy's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Him and D'Amico Ryans are the two where I'm going, I'm going to make an exception for you two. All right, so your first choice is the Bengals-Cubs? The, sure, the the Bengals that we never, ever talk about. The the depth pieces that, that kept this team together this week. Now, my next one is going to be a little strange because a lot of you have been down on this guy anyway. I feel like yesterday was really the death nail. It's Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Look, we all know what he is. But but now I feel like you you have seen the living embodiment of this is exactly what I tried to tell you before you inked this deal. He is a middling quarterback at best. And now you look around, look even in the same division. Is he better than Jalen Hurts? No. He's paid exponentially more. Is he better than Daniel Jones? Yeah, I think it's close. That's kind of my point. I don't really care where you put either one. Is he closer to Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts? Daniel Jones. And it's not close. And now you've got Washington that took the best quarterback in the draft last year and Sam Howell. <laughs> a wise man said that no less than 40, 11 times. And there's a possibility that one year from now, you're looking at Dak Prescott as the worst quarterback in this division. He makes the most money, and he may make more than the other three put together. Maybe so. That, that's a damning stat that 
pretty much tells me you've peaked and it's going to get slightly worse every single year. Stack down for uh, stock down for Dak Prescott. Can't argue with that. My next one is the stock up from the weekend. And it's, it's a guy from a team that we haven't even talked about yet, which we need to do after the daily draft. Cause they were, they were one of the losers this weekend as well. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's stock up for Trevor Lawrence. Did you see the video of Trevor after the game? I did. He leaves I the did. field first. He leaves the field first, gets out of camera shot. Of course, there are cameras in the tunnel, so this is how we have the footage of this. But he gets out of the network TV camera shot where nobody can see him. There are no fans. And he turns around and he hugs or daps all of his players as they come off of the field showing i'm here i'm your guy i'm here for you i thought it was one of the and and you expect that from a franchise quarterback you expect that level of relationship building and fostering and and you want to see the quarterback give the due to all of the guys that helped get him there the jacksonville jaguars were not supposed to be here they were not supposed to be in the playoffs. They were especially not supposed to be in the second weekend of the playoffs. Yet here they were, and here's Trevor Lawrence, who has already made his turn this year into not exactly the franchise quarterback that we expected, but he's getting there. Oh, I think he's exactly the franchise quarterback. And then, I, I think he's exactly where you would have expected him to be. I'm saying with not, the roadblock of Urban Meyer. Sure, sure. But but what I'm saying is he's not there yet. He's not on that Andrew Luck tier Disagree. just yet. Disagree. Really? Hundred percent. Okay. If you so something we're going to do later in the week. We we love doing power rankings around here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to do power rankings when there's only four teams left. So we did this last year. Of if you're looking at the next four years, presidential term sportsocracy. Maybe see where yep. we're going yep, with this. Yep. yep. How many teams in the NFL would you take above Jacksonville right now? It's a good question. Because I'll be honest with you, I already have my ranking, mm-hmm. and the number next to Jacksonville's name is, well, it's, it, it's damn near as low as you can go. Really? Uh, th- there is a smaller number. There might be a, a couple of them, but there's not many. But there's not many. I get it. Tre- I, I just thought that that showing after the game for Trevor was was what you wanted to see as a Jacksonville Jaguars fan of, okay, we know we got the guy. If we didn't know before because of the play on the field, we know now. Nobody wanted to talk about this over the course of the year because, look, Jacksonville is not exactly the – it's not exactly the the bulk media market where you're getting a ton of Jacksonville Jaguar fans. You're about to. I said something, if you remember, when the Blake Bortles-led Jacksonville Jaguars played Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, one of the first tweets I ever sent in my life said, funny, all those Tom Brady New England Patriots fans are getting a first-hand glance of the bandwagon they're getting ready to jump on. Mm -hmm. I was five years too early. I was five years too early. This is about to be the bandwagon of the NFL. Because what what I've yet to hear anybody, and, and somehow over the course of a 60-minute game, I never heard this come up. They get Calvin Ridley next year. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate one. Christian Kirk is a legitimate one. We made fun of that deal when they signed it. We did. I get it. It was it, it was too much money. 
at the time. He reset the market, but I, I don't necessarily feel like it's too much money. And now I'm looking at Foyer Aluacon and all of these different deals that Trent Balky signed. Look, I understand he's not the easiest person to get along with. From everything I've been told, Doug Peterson is pretty easy to get along with. So this could be the same build-out that you saw with the San Francisco 49ers without the butting of heads between two type A personalities that you saw between Balky and, and, and uh, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. This team's really good, and they're going to be really good for a really long time. And the fact that they kept this game close, look, I understand Pat Mahomes got hurt. You look at that roster up and down, Jacksonville, Jimmy's and Joe's, X's and O's, they had no advantage over, over Kansas City. So the reason we almost completely sideswiped this game in the preview of, I don't know what you're supposed, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is going to do Pat Mahomesy things. And he got hurt. I get it. Jacksonville looked pretty competitive. And they're only going to get better because they are really, really young. Yes. My next pick, I'll give you after the break. Look at that. It worked out in my favor this hey, you time. Did the, you did the Jeremy thing. I did the Jeremy thing. We we spent enough time here. We can take a little break. I'll give you my next stock up for the weekend. Coming next. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome to Harvest Farms, where the best organic or natural products are waiting for you, where the fields are filled with flavorful delights, and every bite is backed with the highest quality and attention. This is a place of affordable organic adventure where freshness reigns supreme that can only be found at Ingalls. Harvest Farms Organics. You'll love what's inside. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Stock up, stock down from the weekend that was. We had the divisional playoff round and who raised their stock and who didn't do themselves any favors this past weekend. It all started with me with the number one pick in today's daily draft. I took the Buffalo Bills. It's a stock down. As it seems to be each and every year when they get bounced from the playoffs. Then Jeremy went with the uh, Bengal Cubs, who are the Bengals that don't normally get talked about. Dak Prescott was his first stock down of the weekend. My first stock up of the weekend was Trevor Lawrence. His little post-game display of affection to his teammates, I thought, sent 
a great message to the fan base to know that I'm in control, this is my team, and this is how we're running things down here now. My next stock up for the weekend is kind of piggybacking on on your first pick, Jeremy, because even you said it. You said, when you know, uh, wh- wh- what do you do? I don't know how you stop this team with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I think you said. But the name that never gets mentioned is Joe Mixon. I he's, said Joe Mixon. He's always an afterthought in At all the of these – yeah, in in all of these discussions, and I get it when you got uh, you know the best quarterback in the in the league, arguably on your team, when you've got arguably the best wide receiver on your team, and I don't think it's really arguable that T. Higgins is the best number two in the league. Maybe it is, but Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs in this league as well, and you saw what happened when they got a lead. Cincinnati Bengals were able to go, okay, here, here you go, Joe. It's your turn. Now, he helped, them, he helped them build that lead. But over 100 yards in a playoff game, averaging over five yards a carry, and he can do so many things. He can do it on the ground. He can catch, he, he can catch passes, even though that's not uh, really one of the things that they focus on. In this offense, he still has the capability to do it. We've thrown a lot of shade at Joe Mixon over the years of not being able to stay healthy and blah, 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 blah. That was three years ago, I was about guys. To say, I, I don't think I, that we've shut, thrown a lot of shade at Joe Mixon. Oh, we have. There was a time where we talked about Joe Mixon being made of popsicle sticks and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I've drafted him in fantasy football but, uh, feel like, what feels like 10 years in a row. It's not been 10 years in a row. It feels that way. It's been about it's been the last 3 years where he has uh he has shed that first impression. And now I think uh you know, you when you talk about the best running backs in the league, Joe Mixon's name has to be in that discussion. And yesterday was kind of a benchmark day in his career, I believe. That's funny. Because you picked a running back, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick a running back. Mm-hmm. It's not the same guy. Mine is Isaiah Pacheco. Look, I, 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 I the first draft we ever did, laughed when the Kansas City Chiefs took Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yes. I laughed out loud audibly for a very extended period of time. And I said, it's very hard to find a running back that can't succeed with Patrick Mahomes, but you found one. Weird, because he doesn't do anything particularly well. Well, the way you unwind that is you get somebody like Isaiah Pacheco that has no hoopla whatsoever, and he is just, he runs like he's angry at everybody in the building. And as long as you've got Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all of these guys that that keep you from being able to stack a box, that kid's going to be really good for a really long time. And that's what Andy Reid does. He just finds these random mid to late round Brian Westbrook type running backs that fit exactly what it is he's trying to do at the time, and he turns them into stars. Hadn't really done it in Kansas City, uh, but he has now. Because that kid is a D-O-double-G dog. Mm-hmm. You didn't take this one. I felt like I left it just for you prime for the taking. 
My stock down, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. Look, I'm not saying they're bad coaches. I'm not. But what I'm saying is that as long as we are in this offensive-driven league, if you're going to build yourself as being good defensively and having Josh Allen and running the ball with him and all of these things, you cannot come into a AFC divisional playoff game with a game plan that bad. And there was no adjustment whatsoever. It was pitiful at times. Like I said, I was at the Village Porch in 41 North Merriman Avenue. That is the place where we watch all of our footballs. And I'm looking at all these Bills fans, and I just feel sorry for them. Like, I, I know exactly where your brain is at. I've seen this happen before. I've watched it happen to the Jets. Of you build your team on defense, and then the defense lets you down. And it's just this hopeless feeling of there's nothing we can do. There's absolutely nothing we can do that is going to change the fact that we cannot stop Joe Burrow, we cannot stop Joe Mixon, and we cannot stop Jamar Chase. And then you sprinkle in T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd and all these other guys, we don't have a chance. And you knew it early. That first drive, Cincinnati goes down like a hot knife through butter, and then the Bills go three and out. And I don't know if your brain was in the same place mine was. As soon as Buffalo punted off that three and out, I went, this is, this is off to a very bad start. And short of something very drastic happening, I don't like where this is headed. And it went exactly as I was afraid it was going to. All right. Based stock, on the fact I took Buffalo. Stock down for the defensive coaches of the Buffalo Bills. My next stock up. And I get that, look, some of these I went, you could do a stock up on a bunch of things, but but is it really stock up? Like Joe Burrow. Do you feel markedly different about Joe Burrow than this week than you did last week? I don't, but I feel like a lot of people are. Maybe they do. I feel like a lot of people now look at Joe Burrow and go, that's the best quarterback in the league. Maybe they do. This one was close to being one of those for me, but I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles. And the defense especially. We'll go with the Eagles D. Because they absolutely trashed the New York Giants. They got after Daniel Jones heavy pressure as we knew was going to happen one of my keys to the uh to the weekend one of the one of the x factors that we picked for the divisional games i picked the tackles for the new york giants you failed well evan neal failed andrew thomas was fine it was the other four linemen that were just turnstiles you can get when you can get that amount of pressure, you are going to be able to blow the doors off of pretty much anybody. When question, four of your five offensive linemen allow a pressure rate above 8%, you can pretty much rest assured quarterback had a long day. And it's not a secret. I know. that you know We talked about going into the game, the 70 sacks that this team has racked up all year long. We talked about Hassan Reddick and, and, and what a special year he has had and that gets no mention seemingly in the defensive player of the year talk but still i felt like that was a statement now can you do the same thing against the san francisco 49ers next week they don't know if you're going to be able to do that it won't definitely won't look as dominant but you got to give the eagles defense credit for coming up with a stifling performance against the new york giants And then, here's another one. I'm going full defense. 
It's the 49ers defense. They are darn near, well, I, I was going to say unstoppable, but that's not really something that the defense does. They're, they're darn near infallible when it comes to stopping the other team. How about that? They can just find ways to stuff you at the line or to play great defense in the back half, and they've got so many players that can make so many great plays. Diamador Lenore coming up with that big interception. I felt like you know it was just another step toward this might be the best defensive battle we've ever seen in a conference championship game. There were so many. That's the only game that I've really deep-dived to this point is San Francisco and, and Dallas. There are so many things that go on with that San Francisco defense that you do not see short of all 22 or, or coaches tape or anything like that. It's it, it's when I say it's 3D chess, it's 3D chess. Things that all right, and I'll give you a good example. And this is this is why I'm so soured on on Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier today, and my final stock up is Kyle Shanahan. San Francisco and Buffalo did the exact same thing defensively. The only problem is San Francisco has the personnel to do it. And there is a right time to do the wrong thing. And when you have linebackers like Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, you can do things that don't make a whole lot of sense, like leave a linebacker on C.D. Lamb. Conversely, when you don't have those players, which Tremaine Edmonds is not, Matt Milano is, Trey Edmonds is not, he gets burned repeatedly uh, by Jamar Chase, by T. Higgins, by any time it happened. That's what Joe Burrow was looking for. I want to see who that linebacker is going with, and that's where the ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, conversely, and, and D'Amico Ryans. I feel like there's a narrative that Kyle Shanahan chokes away at, at big games, and it's in large part been because if the offense and the the creative genius of Kyle Shanahan didn't work, seemingly they would lose those games. Well, yesterday, the offense was, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be nice and say it wasn't particularly good. I could go as far as to say it was just downright bad. Mm-hmm. And yet you still found a way to win the game. And the discrepancy was two turnovers and a mixed, missed PAT. Because San Francisco kicked two field goals off two Dallas Cowboy turnovers. Yep. Brett Maher misses a, a, a PAT. Weird. Seven-point game. And it's just these small little things. And look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that San Francisco was drastically better than Dallas yesterday. They weren't. They weren't. But one of you turned the ball over, and one of you didn't. One of you capitalized on virtually every access point the other team gave you. The other didn't. And that's why, to me, Kyle Shanahan's one of the three best coaches in this league. And that's why Mike McCarthy looks like an oversized marshmallow. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Stay tuned. The most important message of the day is coming up. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. 
At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes! Yeah, let's go to New York City for today's uh, story, and, and and my story is, uh, yes, it's a don't do crime story, but it's also kind of a hero story as well. Fox News meteorologist Adam Klotz, he's 37 years old, he found himself on uh, the number one train the other night, uh, it was just after midnight. It was around actually one fifteen in the morning. I'm sure he had uh, gotten off of his shift at Fox News, and he's headed home when he sees an elderly man. Well, it doesn't say an elderly man. It says an older gentleman was being harassed by seven to eight teenagers on the one fifteen a.m. train. So he did the right thing. He piped up and said, hey, guys, cut it out. And that is when the teenagers who were, you know, living on the FAFO scale said, okay, well, if he's not going to get it, then you are. To which the seven to eight teenagers then beat him. He got punished for doing the right thing. But here's here's the worst part of the story to me was because, I mean, it's New York City, and we don't do politics, but you know the party that runs New York City. Uh, they, they, they didn't charge any of these teenagers. They caught them, took them downtown, and didn't charge a one of them because they were underage. And the way the system works up there is you have to call. the, the So the guy that got beat, the, the, the weatherman here, has to call the Department of Parole, for some reason, to get them involved in order to take the juvenile cases and recommend charges in the criminal court. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes total sense, doesn't it? None of them were given, you know, uh, anything like to appear in court or whatever. No, they've got their information, so so, uh, the weatherman can go back and say, hey, I want to press charges, will you go find these kids and... refer their cases to the criminal court but the fact that you could just group of teens be on the train and just beat the hell out of somebody and have no consequences immediately makes a lot of sense good night and and so he did an instagram video where he was talking about being beat up and his whole side of his face is mangled and he talks about how his uh his side got it the worst because once they got him on the ground they put the boots to him and he ended his instagram video with new york city what a place the big apple yeah i don't think you're selling the big apple to anybody yeah yeah i'm good yeah yeah i'll 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 pass i will continue to just uh you know see it from afar so i 
around here we do a lot of nicknames. Uh, what do people call uh, men named Charles? What's the uh, nickname there? Chuck. Chuck. My story is about 50-year-old Chuck Woolery. I swear to you that is his, that is actually his name. Okay. Uh, he was a game show host for those of you that are too young to remember him. Uh, this week he was sentenced to seven years in prison. Not the Chuck Woolery. Not the Chuck Woolery, no. He's uh, much I, older than 50. I was about to say, I'm, I don't know how old he is, but I'm going to assume it starts with an eight at the least. Mr. Woolery was, uh, he he full 10 fod and now he is 10 fod. He entered the Dearborn Federal Savings and Bank, and he handed the teller a letter. And that letter said, and I quote, smile, put all 10, 20, 50, $100 bills in the bag. No die pack, no GPS, do not hit the alarm till I leave, or I will kill everyone. Well, two problems there. Okay. One, he did not bring anything with him that would tell him if the alarm went off. Because as soon as he handed the teller that letter, she realized that he did not possess one of those, and right. she quietly hit the little button. Of course. Secondly, he didn't actually have a gun. He told her that he did. He did not. So when the police responded, Mr. Woolery did the only thing that you can do when you have failed to bring a, a, a gun to a gunfight. He ran away. Mm-hmm. Well, they found him. Would you care to take a stab at where he hid? In the garbage can behind the bank. Nope, but you're real close. There was a construction site across the street. He hid in the porta potty. <laughs> and when they found him, he was trying to crawl in the hole. Oh, where did you think that was going to go? I, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he thought there were tubes. There's no tubes. It's just a big poo hole. Is that not how that works? And so they caught him. They took him downtown, and he has now been sentenced to seven years in federal prison for attempting to he rob was, a bank. He was trying to tunnel to safety like it, Andy Dufresne. Uh, apparently, he has seen Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> and he tried to crawl through a mountain of filth and come out clean on the other side. The problem is, there's a plastic bottom to that thing, buddy, yep. and you ain't going nowhere. It's just, a, he just he's got the poo on him. That is a, Eddie Fox does the DA of the day. That is the DA of the day. Indeed. By the way, former uh, American game show host Chuck Willery is 81 years old. I knew it had to be somewhere up there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Makes me feel old. And he never robbed a bank, to my knowledge. Uh, no. No. It was- he just had really plastic hair and asked people if they wanted what was behind door number one or door number two. All right, didn't he do the love connection, too? Didn't and un- he do the dating game? And unfortunately, his namesake uh, chose door number two. Ba-dum-bum. Ah, see what I did there? You are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. So we talked about the fixes for all of the losers, except for one. And that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's because their solution is very simple. But you just keep on keeping on. You just keep on keeping on. In the, in the, the, the mold of Joe Dierte. Just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Patience, my friends. Patience. And you'll get there. I am dumbfounded at how good of a job Doug Peterson has done with this team. And I know it was it was a late season transformation, but now do you not look at this team completely differently? Mm-hmm. You're so young. There, somebody, I don't remember. I would give credit, but I can't remember who said this. Jacksonville is the fourth youngest team in the NFL. I think it was Walt said that. So – you look at this, and then you look at that division. The Houston Texans are a train wreck. The Indianapolis Colts 
are kind of a train wreck. And the Tennessee Titans have more uncertainty than they've ever had before. You're at the precipice here of owning this division for at least three years. Mm -hmm. And as long as you've got a quarterback that good, because I feel like there's a lot of growth to be, to, to be had with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he was very good. You saw some young growing pains with a quarterback that basically had a lost rookie year with a I'm trying to think of a nice word for Urban Meyer, and I don't have one, so I'm just going to skip past it. You had one of the weirdest rookie years I've ever seen for a, for a quarterback. You've now learned two systems in two years. But I feel like there's a lot of stability there now where there wasn't in the past. Mm-hmm. Now you add Calvin Ridley. You've still got Christian Kirk. I feel like they probably bring back Evan Ingram, or they're the drop-dead spot for Michael Mayer, the tight end out of, out of Notre Dame. That's a lot of good. It is. That's a lot of good in a division where I feel like you're going to win four games in your division every year just by showing up and wearing a helmet and pads because Houston's a disaster. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not going to get better anytime soon. No. Indianapolis quickly came, became a disaster. And they've got a chance to bounce back. You get the right quarterback and you add pieces around him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they could be – that defense is way better than what you saw this year. And they do still have Jonathan Taylor. There's a lot to like about Indianapolis. But, I mean, you're going to like it more than Jacksonville? What are the chances this quarterback's better than Trevor Lawrence, no matter who it is, whether it's Will Levis that allegedly they love? It's very small. And that's kind of my point, is I'm not sitting here telling you that they're not going to be good. I just feel like Jacksonville's the class of this division for for the foreseeable future. I would agree. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are on a great trajectory here, and I see no real major fixes that need to be done. I mean, you know, is there a piece or two on the offensive line that you could replace? Sure, sure. Move Walker Little back to the right side, find the left tackle, end the message, repeat the line. Would you love to see, uh, you know, Trayvon Walker not do stupid things in the middle of games? Sure, but that comes with time and coaching. And maturity. Yeah. That's the biggest thing with this team. Look how many young guys. Devin Lloyd was a ghost in the second half of this season. Yes. That's a talented player. He was universally the number one linebacker in this class. And you've got him next to Foye Aluakon, who is um, he's good at the footballs. Andre Sisco. A lot, of, a lot of players that you don't necessarily talk about. But this is a talented roster. And, and for all of Trent Baalke's issues – He's never had a problem finding talent. He's just had a problem getting along with people. Are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars the next Kansas City Buffalo? I would like to say that until you look around the conference and go, well, you still have Buffalo that's not going to go away easily. Mm -hmm. You still got Kansas City who will be good as long as they have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. And then you got that next layer of teams, the Miami Dolphins. The New York Jets, if they find a quarterback. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers. The Denver Broncos, who are now apparently the favorite to to land Sean Payton. I mean, could Sean Payton take that roster and make it nine wins, ten wins? Yes. You say yes very easily. That's a very difficult conference. I get it. And you're tying yourself to a whole lot of, let's ride! But they're not going to be a pushover regardless. Mm -mm. And I didn't even mention Bill Belichick in New England. 
who will continue to be a thorn in your side at nine and eight each and every year. Well, he said seven and ten in a weird way, but <laughs> the AFC is going to be fun for a really, really, really long time. Yes, yes, it will. And then the cycle will turn back to the NFC when all those NFC teams get quarterbacks like the AFC just did. It is the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. You agree? Do you disagree? Who needs to be fixed? What needs to be fixed? Put those into the uh, end of the chat. We'll be back right after this to wrap it all up here on an overreaction Monday. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Always coming to you from the Ingles studio. And, I mean, I feel like we learned a lot this weekend. And as you said, Jeremy, at the top of the program, you can't really debate that the top four teams did not make it to this stage. I I don't think anybody even has a qualm. This is exactly what you wanted. And now you've got two conference championship games that I could see both of them being absolutely historic, tremendous. You'll remember where you were when you watched this kind of games. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? I I feel like these are two of the most even conference championship games I've ever seen. I I believe so. There is nobody left that would even nominally – there is not a, a, a scenario left that would even nominally surprise me. I have heard all the talk about Patrick Mahomes and the high ankle sprain, and the news was released earlier today, earlier this afternoon, that the, the, the Chiefs are cautiously optimistic. They are planning as if Patrick Mahomes is going to – no kidding. Did you think for a second that he was going to not be able to play in this game? Well, it's not so much to not be able to play. It's how effective will he be? Of course. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a high ankle sprain like that. It gets worse over the course of days. Mm -hmm. I mean, he will be far from 100% a week from yesterday. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. 
it's just a question of how effective can he be, how high is his pain tolerance. But, I mean, that's a story, and it's going to be a story all week long. Absolutely. But still, I mean, that's that's the only drawback that I can take from any of these games is to go, yeah, that game might not live up to the billing depending on how Patrick Mahomes is feeling, depending on what he can do, how limited is he. And even then, you, you get a week to game plan around that. And trust me, they're going to game plan around it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're going to see everything but the kitchen sink from Andy Reid because he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows I'm going to have a limited quarterback who's probably not going to have the ability to throw those 35, 45-yard deep balls. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to have to get a little more creative with how we get the ball in playmakers' hands. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody better. No, there's no. no. There's nobody better to game plan that. No. You'll see a whole lot of Isaiah Pacheco in the next game. You're going to see a whole lot more of this, uh, you know, keeping it short, quick ball out, screen passes, things like that. Look for Kadarius Tony to get a, a few few more carries. Ah, uh, the last need that we needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to our winner of this week's uh, playoff version of the Battle for the Belt. There is no belt to win. This is the Battle for the Swag Correct. in the postseason. Uh, winners each week get to get something out of the uh, out of the merch store. Matthew Hoffman was this week's winner. Well, we won't talk about who finished in last place. I'd be tanked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, it it didn't go well for me. You know, it's bad when Tank tells me after two games he went. I, I already knew I was doomed, so I didn't look again. Hundred percent. I didn't even know what my final score was. I actually just looked at it, and it's every bit as bad as I thought it was. Uh, it would have been. Yeah, you didn't have one player over ten points. If I, had I remember two. correctly. I had two players over ten points. I had George Kittle and Isaiah Pacheco, just barely over ten points. Congratulations. Yeah, the rest of them. Yeah, 9.36 was the high score after those two. Sweet. Yeah, so it was a bad weekend for me, but a great weekend for Matthew Hoffman. Congratulations to him for being our winner. We will do the same this upcoming weekend. Plus, special little uh, extra content. We will be doing live reactions with both of the AFC and NFC championship games. And last year we did this, and my lovely wife somehow managed to get us free pizzas from every pizza place in the city. So, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, have you now tasked her with uh, coming up with with the free food for oh, this, absolutely. this year? Like, oh, absolutely. Honey, I don't know what you have to do, but you need to go find us some hey, chicken it, wings hey, or something. And you know what? I'll, I'll shamelessly, if if you have a restaurant around here, there's only two of us, so it's not like we can leave, and this is a seven-hour uh, adventure. So if you would like us to plug your stuff, feel free. Uh, we are all but just a message away, and we do love supporting local. Absolutely. So. But and we gonna... like good food, even right. though we're both formerly fat people. Go to the YouTube uh, page. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click on the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. Get into the chat with us, and that also gives you the live alerts. Whenever we come to you from the Ingalls studio, which will be both games this weekend, it's going to be fun. You can also check out the uh, the mock draft. I've gotten a lot of response from that. A lot of Chicago Bear fans who I feel like are going to live rent-free in my head for the next three months. Man, I just, I, it really irritates me when you misspell obscenities. 
Like, if you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me to do that, like, at least spell it right. <laughs> and your has an apostrophe in it and an R-E. It's not Y-O-U-R. That'd be like your hat, not go things right. yourself. Right. There needs to be something after that. Your stupid hat. Uh, bingo. Right. It just irks me. I, I, this is probably a great time to bring back the uh, misspelled death threats. If you're or not, troll patrol. Yeah, if, you're, if, you, if you're not taking fire, you're not over the target. That's nah, fine. Nah, I, I talk about you're sports. You're doing something and, right. That's what I'm saying. You're doing I, something right. When you know you're getting the heat, then you know you're doing something right. I talk about sports for a living. And in spite of the fact that my voice is, uh, she's hanging on by a thread, I think I'll be fine. The divisional round was a, was a good one. We'll have uh, power rankings Tuesday tomorrow. Are we doing this uh, next? Man, sounds like a winner to next me. Next presidential term. Who's the uh, who are the best teams to be for the next four years in the NFL? That'll be our power rankings Tuesday. Plus all the latest breaking news from around the NFL. We'll have Jeremy's picks as well. Green on green. All of the NBA college basketball picks. For your night we get it we don't talk basketball because you have told us repeatedly you want football the numbers bear it out don't now, watch the games just exactly. take them to betus.com throw you a couple doubloons on it put on a, a nice rerun of blue bloods and don't watch the nba games you are in the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400